thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hi everyone, it's so good to connect with you again for week four of our series, Greater Reward. Uh, my name is Leon, the lead pastor here at the church, and it's really good to see people in the room and people online as well. And hey, whether you're connected with us through one of our locations, uh, Hagley or Rowley or, or Doris, Albania, or wherever you're watching from, you are really, really welcome. I wonder if um, I was to ask you this question, how many ways are there to say, I want to give up? There's actually quite a lot of ways, isn't there? Uh, like just that, I give up. I mean, you can say it really angry or exasperated, can't you? How many of you said it in the last 15 or 60 months? Oh, I give up. You're maybe trying to get your mask on. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I've got like, you know, when we communicate, I've got the headset and the earpiece and the mask and the glasses. It's really quite, I'm going to look forward to two months of not doing that, actually. But there's that angry, exasperated, I give up. But then there's the sad, weary, defeated way you can say, I give up. I heard Mo Farah, the, the, the runner, the Olympic runner, um, uh, commenting just a couple of days ago because he failed to qualify for the British Olympic team. This like record-breaking guy that set all these records in middle distance running. And he said this, if I can't compete with the best, I might as well give up. That's really sad. I want to give up. I wonder how many of us have said that. You know, people give up on their goals. People give up on their relationships. People give up on their faith. Sometimes people give up on life itself. And you know, there is a right time to give up on some things, isn't there? Like when you're in a relationship and you just know it's not healthy or when you're in something and you know it's not good for you or if you've got faith and you know that God has said to you, give it up. There's a right time to give up. But I wanna talk today into the wrong time to give up because I think there's a wrong time to give up. And as I've been praying for this, my prayer is that there will be at least one person in the room or watching online, whether it's live or later, and this is God's word for you. Do not give up. Do not give up. There is a time to give up, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about when it's not the time to give up, but we want to give up for so many reasons. And here's what I want you to think about. Before you give up, remember this. There's a greater reward. And that's what we've been looking at over the last four weeks. We've looked at this whole idea of greater reward. And I'm really glad Life Church in America, Craig Rochelle's church, this is one of the series that they give around to different churches. So we've been using the content of this and I wanna credit that, putting our own thoughts and ideas, but it's been great content. And so we've looked at why willpower alone won't bring change. We've looked at the difference between trying and training and that we're in a race, not just to take part, but to win. And last week we looked at eternity and heaven and why there's greater rewards, which means that when we're going through stuff on earth, we need to remember that what we're going through on earth isn't just about earth, but it's also about eternity. So remember this, before you give up, remember this, there's a greater reward. And one of the things that Craig Rochelle says, which I absolutely love, is he says this, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. I don't know about you, but have you ever been doing stuff and you thought, I'm fed up with this, I'm going to give up? You ever done that? Actually, successful people consistently do what other people do occasionally. You see, you don't get out of debt by accident. You don't build a great marriage by luck. You don't have a strong, vibrant faith by chance. It is always by choice. And that means there are moments when you and I will want 
to give up. And we give up when it's too hard or when it takes too long, don't we? Like when it's just too hard or when it takes too long. You know, and, and I, I don't want to put myself as, as any kind of uh, cyclist because I'm really not, but I do do a little bit of cycling from here. Every time I get on my bike, I don't want to do it. All right, every time I go away from my house, whenever I hit the first hill, I think, it's been three minutes, could I turn back? You know, but, but actually, so there's that sense of if it's too hard or it's too long, you want to give up. And the Apostle Paul writes to a church and the, book, the letter is called the book of Galatians. We looked at one of the verses a few weeks ago and it was the verse where it says that Paul said, you were running a good race. Like you were really cutting it. You were really running hard. And then someone cut in on you. And we looked at that. But you know, he's writing in, in other books of the letter and he's writing similar things because I think, he th- you know, this group of Christians here, this group of early followers, they were in danger of giving up. And so Paul writes this letter to encourage them to keep going. And right at the end of the letter, he absolutely nails it. And we're going to look, at, last week we looked all around the Bible, didn't we? We looked at so much Bible last week. This week, we're looking at just three verses, Galatians chapter 6, and here are the verses. And I want to just open these verses. In fact, there are only two, yeah, seven, eight, nine, three verses. I'm going to open this up, and then we're going to open up something within this, okay? So Paul says this, do not be deceived. That word deceived literally means don't be taken off the path. Like, like you've, been, you've been duped, you're deviating from the right path. God cannot be mocked. And that's a very powerful word, mocked. It's the idea of turning your nose up at someone. You know, you know when you like that. It's like God can't be sneered at. Paul's saying, hey, hey, if, you, if you're followers of Jesus, and I'm aware that maybe some of you in the room or online, you're not followers of Jesus. But if you are, God is saying to you, don't sneer at me. Don't turn your nose up at me. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. And that word destruction literally means corruption. It means decay. It means decomposition. It means it slowly broke down over time. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary. And that word weary isn't a physical weariness. It's an inner weariness. It's a fatigue. It's what you and I have felt many times and maybe still feel over this past season where we're just so fed up and so weary in doing good, Paul says. So so don't get weary in doing good. Don't give up. Don't get fatigued on the inside in doing good. For at the proper time, and I love that little phrase, at the proper time, it means in God's appointed time for you. That's what it means. At the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And that little phrase, give up, ekluo, is the original word. And it literally, it's like release. It's like um, a string on a bow being released, the tension being released. It's a bit like, I'm a musician, a keyboard player, but I know when I've travelled overseas with bands and things, and the guitarist, the bass player, the guitarist, they'll, they'll relax the strings before they put the string in the aeroplane because of the cabin pressure. It's that kind of idea. It's like if you took the guitar out, it looks like it will play perfectly. You pick it up and you play it and it goes, run. Because the strings are released and Paul's saying, don't give up. Don't give up. Because you look like you're in the game. You look like the part, but actually on the inside, you've given up. And within these few verses, there is a law that Paul speaks about. And it's the law of sowing and reaping. And I want to talk about this law because I don't know about you, but I've been a bit confused by laws and restrictions and guidelines, haven't you? Or am I the only one? 
And I've been doing a little bit of research into some crazy laws that are out there and some funny laws. Apparently, if you own chickens in Quitman, Georgia, it is illegal, listen, it is illegal to let them cross the road. Isn't that brilliant? So why did the chicken cross the road in Quitman, Georgia is not the issue. The issue is that's illegal anyway, whatever the reason. In Milan, Italy, apparently it's a legal requirement to smile all the time apart from funerals and hospitals. It's like, how do you enforce that? I mean, that's just ridiculous. In Florida, it is illegal to pass wind after 6 p.m. on a Thursday. Like, why 6 p.m. on a Thursday? But apparently that's true. And another Italy one, if you're Italian, okay, I don't know. But anyway, in Turin, Italy, it is against the law not to walk your dog at least three times a day. I mean, in Turin, they've got the fittest dogs in Italy. And this is my favourite one. In Scotland, if you knock on someone's door and ask to use their toilet, they have to let you in. I think we should try it. I think everyone watching in the room online, I think we should all at the end of the service just go up to Scotland, cross the border, all knock on people's doors, say we're desperate for the loo and let's see if this law is true. Now, those are kind of a bit quirky, crazy laws and we're not quite sure how they are still on the statute books, but that's not the law that Paul's talking about. He's not talking about those kind of laws. He's talking about an irrefutable law, a law that is always true for all people in all times and all places. A little bit like the law of gravity. So if I step forward off the end of this stage, I'm going to hit the floor. That's a law. And Paul opens up this law of sowing and reaping. And I'm going to break it down for you today. It's basically these three things. You reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow and you reap after you sow. So if you don't remember anything else, be great to remember that. You reap what you sow, you reap more than you sow and you reap after you sow. And, this, and Paul is saying, so don't give up when it's too hard. You know, whether it's exercise, whether it's diet, whether it's a, a marriage, whether it's your finances, whether it's your faith, whether it's your service, whatever it is. Don't just be like occasional, be consistent. Don't give up because you reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow and you reap after you sow. So the first thing, so, so get that wrong. You reap what you sow. If you sow or plant corn, you're not getting bananas. If you want bananas, you got to sow or reap bananas. It isn't the fault of the corn or the bananas if you don't get what you wanted. It's your fault if you sow the wrong thing. So if you sow good habits, you're going to reap good outcomes. If you plant smiles, you're more likely to reap smiles. I'm not saying you will, but you're more likely to. And here's the thing. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're planting. If you don't like what you're reaping in your life right now, change what you're planting. I don't know about you, but I think we've got a great opportunity over the summer months that we're headed into before September kicks in and maybe there's a sense of reset. Hopefully there will be. We've got a great opportunity, guys, to reflect. What have we learned through lockdown? What have we learned through this experience? What in our own lives do we want to readjust? Because if we don't like what we are reaping, we have to change what we are planting. And this is the reality. You reap what you sow. It's a law. And it may be that actually we don't reap in the way that we sow. 
Because you see, the second point we want to look at is that you reap more than you sow. And, and, and that doesn't just mean like if you sow finance, you reap finance. It means sometimes if you sow finance, you reap something else. If you sow kindness, you reap something else. But you reap more than you sow. In fact, Jesus says it this way in Mark chapter 4, verse 20. He says, And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. You see, I've got in my hand an apple, okay? And, um, you know, you've probably heard this illustration. It's, it's an old illustration. But, but, you know, I've been thinking about, I've often thought about this. You know, in your, in your hand, you're on an apple and, you know, you're trying to eat one of these a day because it keeps the doctor, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's good for you anyway. But, you know, I've got more than an apple in my hand because within the apple, there is what? Seed. Within the seed is the potential of a tree. And within that tree, there are this potential of fruit and of seed, more seed. And so within that seed, there's more trees. And in those trees, there's more fruit. And in that fruit, there's more seed. And in that seed, there's more trees. And in that tree, there's more fruit. Do you see what I mean? So actually, in my hand, potentially, I've got an orchard. It's not just an apple. And when you take something and you sow it in the right way, it has the potential for you to reap way more than you ever could sow. And so Paul is saying to these churches, don't give up. Don't give up when it's too hard and don't give up when it's too long because actually there's a law at work and it's you reap what you sow and you reap more than you sow. And there was a book written by a guy called Darren Handy called The Compound Effect, okay? And I'm going to take you through a little bit of this. And he, he does this kind of equation, which I think is really interesting. He says this, small, smart choices. See, often we think that if we want to change stuff, it needs to be big. Like if I want to lose lots of weight, it needs to be a big, crazy diet. If I want to get spiritually fit, I need to learn Greek. Do you know what I mean? Or learn Hebrew or understand eschatology. But actually, small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equal a radical difference. In other words, when we make small, consistent steps over time and we don't give up because it feels too hard or it's going on too long, it's a radical radical difference. So let me explain, let me illustrate it by introducing three guys to you, okay? Here they are, okay? Next slide, please. Simon Same, Brian Better, and Wally Worse, all right? So basically, I want you to imagine, we're going to hold those three guys on the screen now. I want you to imagine those three guys are all middle-aged guys like myself, all right? Okay? Dad bod, check, all right? Same neighborhood, same background, same, like, went to the same school. Do you know what I mean? Exactly the same. But Simon Same does everything the same. So there's no change in his life. Every single thing he does. The way he handles his money, the same. The way he handles his relationship, the same. The way he looks after his body, the same. No changes. Brian Better, on the other hand, always wants to improve. So what Brian does is, is he decides that actually he wants to be close to God. So he says every day, I'm going to open my Bible. Even if I read a couple of verses, I'm going to do it every single day. And Brian Better, if he does miss church, he catches up on demand because that's what he can do now because his church has gone hybrid and YouTube and all that. And what he does is he cuts out 125 calories every day by just eating a little bit different. And what he does is he says, you know what? Not just lockdown, but I'm going to walk every single day because I need to keep fit. And he does all these things and he invests in good relationships and he does all of this stuff. They're small changes and he's tempted to quit because he doesn't see the effect of them. Small changes, but he keeps going. 
Wally Worse, on the other hand, if he does skip Miss Church, it's often because there's something better on and he doesn't catch up on demand because he can't be bothered. And he doesn't open his Bible, but he says he's a Christian. He says he follows God, but he doesn't really do anything about it. And in fact, he doesn't cut any calories. In fact, his only walk of the day is the daily walk to and fro the fridge. And he adds 125 calories every single day to himself. He spends more than he earns. He doesn't read. He doesn't read the Bible. He hasn't read a book since he was at school. Six months later, there's no noticeable difference for Simon, Brian, or Wally. But two years, three months time, Simon the same is exactly the same. But listen to Brian. He has consumed 117,500 calories less and lost 33 and a half pounds. Whereas Wally has consumed 117,500 calories more and gained 33 and a half pounds. And it's not all about weight loss. Guys, what would the difference be? I think Brian would feel better about himself. Maybe he's got a bit more confidence. He's invested in his body. He's invested in his relationship. He's invested in his faith. He's invested in his relationship with Jesus. He has grown. Wally, on the other hand, has not. And Simon has stayed exactly the same. It's not what you do occasionally, it's what you do consistently that makes the difference. And I want to encourage you, I want you to be thinking right now about an area of your life that, you are, that you've given up on or you're tempted to give up and you know, and it may be weight, it may be exercise, it may be something like that, it may be your faith, it may be something bigger than that. It's something that actually you know that you're in danger or you already have given up and maybe God has you here today or watching online because he wants to say, do not give up. Remember, there's a greater reward. And you know, we have talked a little bit about finance in that story. And I want to thank you guys as I prepare to kind of have this next two months uh, on this break and I won't be watching church or diving into this church anyway. So it'll be a really weird time for me. But it's kind of in one sense, at the end of this kind of run, this end of this you know, season that we've been in, I am so grateful to God for your consistency, guys. Life Central Church, if you're watching your Life Central, I'm so grateful to you for your consistency especially when it comes to giving. You guys have been absolutely phenomenal. The way you consistently give financially. What you're doing is not just giving to God, but you're investing in the kingdom of God. You're sowing when you give financially. And I really want to thank you massively. And you know, when you invest into this church, you know, you don't just invest into what we do as a church. You see, as a church, we are passionately for Jesus. We are passionately for people. We are passionately for communities and we are passionately for our world. And when you give consistently financially, not only does it invest in what we're doing here and through the communities that we're involved in, it also impacts other people around the world. You reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. And number three, you reap after you sow. You know, every farmer knows that they don't plant in one season and then reap in that same season. They plant, then they wait. They plant, then they wait. And sometimes that's the season when we want to give up, isn't it? Because we've planted, we've sown, but it's too hard and it's too long and we want to give up. But we need to remember the law is this. You reap after you sow. You reap sometime later. And you see, it's often the small things that nobody sees that lead to the big things that everybody wants. Have you noticed that? You know, you, often you look at other people and, and, and you see the big things in their life and you want that, but you don't notice that actually those things have only come 
because they've sown the small things in their life over a long period of time. You see, if you start exercise once a week, that could become twice a week or three times a week. You could cut buying one of those fancy coffees once a day, and I've worked it out, save around 100 pounds a month, which would over 10 years be 12,000 pounds. You see, the small things over time make a massive difference. When you start reading your Bible at the start of the day, just a couple of verses, and you begin to increase that over time, before you know where you are, you have a faith that's dynamic and real, and God is speaking to you. And like that lady in the story, you're out in life, and God and the Holy Spirit is nudging you and and suggesting things, and you're moving, and you're getting the thrill of knowing what it is to live that kind of faith and that kind of life. It's the small things consistently, because you reap after you so, you know, I often, often people say, um, you know, I haven't got any friends. I, so many times I, I've spoken to people and say, I haven't got any friends. And I often wonder, I wonder whether you've invested in friendship. Now you're in winter and it's a tough time. I wonder when it was spring or summer, did you invest in friendship? Because sometimes we look around and we think of what's not in our life and we don't realise that actually it's not there because we haven't sown. Because you reap what you sow. And you reap more than you sow, but you're going to reap after you sow as well. We want what others have, but we are not willing to do what others have done. And I want to encourage you in this season, as we come up to the summertime, I want to encourage you to almost take, I mean, some of you have been on this personal MOT that we did in January, and then we did a refresher a couple of weeks ago. And that, and that, you know, that opportunity just to, just to kind of pull the car of your life over into the garage and say, hey, where am I doing? And what are the dials saying? I want to encourage you over this next couple of months, over the summer, to take a little bit of an inventory and say, hey, where is it that I need to invest in? Where do I need to begin to sow in? Where have I given up? And I need not to give up because I need to remember that there is a greater reward. Before you give up, remember this. There's a greater reward. So guys, we're not going to give up praying, are we? We're not going to. And you know, Easter, the great story of Easter, you know, it tells us that that you never know when the sky is going to turn dark, which is true, but then you never know when the stone is going to be moved away. And so we're going to keep on praying and we're going to keep on giving I'm going to keep on serving. I'm going to keep on loving. And we're going to keep on fighting to stay pure and to stay right in this corrupted world. But you know, there's something else that I want to share with you today. Before you give up, remember this is a greater reward. But before you give up, remember this. God is not giving up on you. Amen. God is not giving up on you. This is the great story of the Bible. You know, in the book of Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible written by John, and he's on this island called Patmos. And I've been to this island, been to the cave where, where apparently he was and he wrote this. It's, a, it's just a, a normal cave on an island in the Mediterranean. And just trying to imagine this old guy and he's, he's maybe thinking back of all the, the, the friends of his that ran hard with him, that, that gave their lives. And maybe he's thinking about all the ones that gave up as well. You know, and, and he's writing and he has this revelation. And in this revelation, there's, there's, this, uh, there's these seven golden lampstands, which represent the seven churches, seven big uh, significant churches that were around Asia Minor at the time. But basically, the, the, the centrepiece of that is Jesus walking among his people and he's saying things like this. I saw you. I know you, Iris. I know you, Stuart. I know you, Mick. I saw you, Tom. I saw you when you didn't give up. I saw you when you endured. I saw you when you got that horrible email and that cutting text that broke your heart. I saw you when you wept over your aging parents 
and over your wayward children, but you didn't give up. I saw you, Ian, when you kept praying for that person to come to faith. I saw you. I saw you, Keith, when that heartache that you went through and how you didn't give up when every bit of you was screaming. I saw you and I just look at it and I think, wow, God, you never, ever give up on us. Isn't that amazing? And I think if I could boil it down into three things, I'd just say this. I think Jesus would say, I see your struggles. I think that's what, I think that's what Revelation's all about, actually, in many senses. I see your struggles. It's like why I love that thing in Luke 15 where, where Jesus talks about the heart of the, of, of the shepherd, you know, that leaves the 99 and goes after the one that's lost. Because I see your struggles. But I also see your service. And, that, and that's why the greater reward we spoke about last week hearing Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. You didn't give up. But I also see your scars. And there's greater reward. And we spoke about this a lot last week. The greater reward of heaven and eternity when God says, hey, 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 I've got some scars too. And I see your scars. And Jesus says, he'll wipe every tear away from our eyes and all the pain will be gone and all the death will be gone. There's a greater reward. God isn't giving up on us. And so when it gets too hard or when it gets too long, we need to remember this. God is not giving up on us. And there's things in my life and Alison's life and, and, and we've been holding on to these things and carrying these things and, and praying for these things and they felt so long and so hard and it is difficult and you do want to give up. But then that sense of God reminding you that He's with you, that presence of God in the middle. He's in the middle of the waiting. He's in the middle of the storm. He's in the middle of the sowing and He's in the middle of the fire as well. And right at the start of lockdown, we sang that incredible song, didn't we? A lot, another in the fire. And we're going to sing that today because this is such an evocative song and it's taken out that story in, in Daniel where those three guys are in the fire and, and, they, and they want to give up. And all they have to do is give up on their faith, really, and say, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, you're right. You're the man, not God. And that's it. Fire's gone out. But they don't. And they experience that there's another in the fire with them. And so, and so, I would love to pray for some of us today, in the room or online. You are about to give up. And God is wanting you to remember this. He is not giving up on you. So I want to invite you to stand if you're here in the room. And I want you to think about an area of your life that right now is under pressure and you're, you're thinking of giving up. And maybe God has spoken to you today. And, and, and hey, God's interested in everything. It may be around finance. It may be around exercise. It may be around diet. It may be around uh, a relationship. It may be around Bible study. It may be around whatever it is. But God has spoken to you today. And there's something in your life that He has put His finger on you and He's saying, don't give up. Don't give up. Why? Because remember, there's a greater reward because you reap what you sow, you reap more than you sow and you reap after you sow. But also don't give up because I'm not giving up on you. I'm not giving up on you. Maybe there's a relationship which you parked and it's like it's on the shelf somewhere or in a little box that says, hey, all the relationships, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Can't go there. Can't, can't, can't do anything like that. Too difficult, too painful. Maybe God's highlighting that and saying, don't stop, don't give up. Keep praying, keep believing because you will reap a harvest. 
So if that's you, I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. And if you're watching online, do the same. And wherever you are, if that's you and you say, hey, yeah, God, you've spoken to me. And there's one thing, and I want to name that thing before you. Then I want you just to put your hand up right now as a way of responding to him. Thank you. Just put your hand up and say, yep, you've named it. And I know what it is. This is not, not for me, not for my ego. This is for you and God. And I want to pray for you. Jesus, I want to pray for every single person here in the room, those watching online. Jesus, may we know that there is a greater reward if we do not give up. But may we also know that there is another in the fire so that we won't give up. And God, I pray in Jesus' name that we would know your presence right now. And as we engage with this song, may the power and the beauty of this song impact us. May we sense your presence tangibly. May we know your hand on our shoulder. May we know your voice in our ear. May we know your, the smile on your face. And God, then we'll look at you full in the face and we'll say, do you know what? I am not giving up. I'm not giving up, God. You've not given up on me. I am not giving up on you. In Jesus' name, amen. And can I just say, I want to thank you so much for those of you that give financially. And you know, if you haven't found a way to give financially as well, I would love you to do that. Um, there should be a link coming up on the chat there. Guys in the room, there are some uh, buckets at the end if you want to give with cash or if you want to give online, you can do that. And then if you want to take your next step with us as a church, we'd really, really encourage you to do that. And in fact, if you are new, really encourage you as we go in a few minutes, don't head off, you know, go to the car park and the gazebo, the connection gazebo, just making that up to be honest, is out there on the car park. Some friendly people would love to chat with you about how to take your next step. Guys, I want to encourage you right now, as we engage with this song, as we worship God with this song, let's, let's not just sing it as a song. Let's not just say, oh, that's a nice story. But let's believe and let's receive again the truth of this, that there is another in the fire. His name is Jesus and He will never, ever give up on us. Let's worship Him.